Hello and welcome to Everything But Nothing. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Dory. And today we're going to talk about race, interracial marriage, which is what we have, and all of the joys, complications, and what's the opposite of joy? Joys. Sadness. Sadness? Sadness. Yes, and all the, the sadness and bad that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And this is probably going to, we might joke a little bit throughout this, but for the most part, this might be a little bit more of a serious uh, tone to this episode as opposed to the previous two where we joked around a lot or called each other names. So I am white, as white as you get. And Can't Dory, get any whiter. Dory is very, very mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I am literally the United Nations. I, but you're like I have forty percent well Nigerian, I mean, right? I'm about forty percent Nigerian and how much thirty percent um European. Yeah, so she's and then there's native and Asian and Eastern European. So she's not white, and you can see it. She doesn't. I mean, she has a darker skin tone, but oh, it's not. Oh, and there's Hispanic too. Not very dark, so you can see it. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to something I mentioned in the first episode and in one of my TikTok posts. If you want something, go for it, even if it may not be what society considers the right thing to do or what your family considers the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if they're listening, but I don't believe my family thought this was the right thing to do, and partially because of her color. But I did not and do not care about her color, and that does not bother me. That doesn't mean anything to me. In fact, I love her color. It's like she's permanently tanned instead of a pasty little white girl. <laughs> No offense to pasty little white girls. I'm sure you're hot too. But I I love her and her skin tone and everything about her. So sometimes you got to go for what you want, even if others don't approve of it. Yes, and I agree. And sometimes, you know, people, I've been asked, you know, why don't you date um, black people? And... At the time, to be honest, I hadn't been around any other black people except the black guy that asked me, and I wasn't interested in him. Not because he was black, but I just didn't like him. And I've dated Hispanic guys, I've dated white guys, I've dated Asian guys. Um, I've been with a black guy, and it's not that I, um, I decided that white men were better than all of them. No, that's not true. They're... No, you know, I just float, I just floated down like an angel into your life, and you couldn't say no. You annoyed the hell out of me. Is how it worked. To do with it. Yes, and it, I was over the phone, so yes, it, we weren't exactly looking at each other when we fell in love. Right. It wasn't about what we looked like. It was about what was inside of us. And that's how it should always be with everyone, right. even when you are in person. It's not about what you look like. It's about what's inside of you. I think that that's perfect explanation for everything we're trying to say here yes it's more important to look inside than what's on the outside if the person's ugly inside they're going to be ugly on the outside you know like all those people making fun of 
uh, um, the different races that I am, saying, you know, the China virus as a stupid idiot or, you know, saying that transgender women aren't women. Whatever the fuck is wrong with you, keep it to your fucking self. Leave the rest of us out of it. We're happy with who we are and what we are. And you have no right to take it from us any more than we have a right to take it from you. So if you don't want to be want it to be taken from you, leave the rest of us alone. Leave us out of it. And let us, you know, be happy. We don't need to know what you do behind closed doors any more than you need to know what's going on behind my closed doors. Unless we tell you, of course, on this podcast. <laughs> Which we're doing kind of right now. But, yes. I mean, you don't know what we're doing in our bedroom. That's not your point. I mean, that's not... Oi, that's not your business, what we do there. Although you can pretty much guess seeing as how we have Dory. three children. Enough. <laughs> Anyway, um, but it's just, it's important to know that no matter who you are or what you look like, don't discard the other person just because they're not the right color or they're not, you know, devoid of handicappedness or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. is different about them. Mm -hmm. Embrace their differences. That's kind of what makes life worth living is having the differences Mm -hmm. not all of us being white or all of us being black or all of us being asian all of us being hispanic whatever you know it's kind of nice to see um the different mixtures and how the different features play on each other based on you know different like for instance tiger woods being black and asian or you know nicole scherzinger who's also mixed the uh, lead singer of Aerosmith, what's his name? Mm-hmm. That dude. Steven Tyler. Thank you. Don't just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Steven Tyler has a mixture, and he looks kind of cool. He's got a huge mouth, and he knows it, but it's cool. So, I don't know if this has anything to do with, your, with, with what you're talking about, but I've noticed mixed children are by far the most beautiful children. Yes, they are. And Ours, of course, are the most beautiful well, of yeah. any child in the world. But I had another friend um, that was black that had children with, I think she was white. She was half white. Or most, yeah, half white. And they had very attractive, a very attractive child. They had very attractive child? I was going to say children, but... They only they, had one. They only had one child. So, mixed-race children are are the best i agree and it's not to say that single race children are but ugly and should be shot no your children are fine and your children are good looking too ours are better (laughs) of course ours ours are the supreme yours if you're single race you're good looking just ours not all mixed children just ours ours are supreme like i said ours are supreme everyone Everyone else's else's is good looking Mm mm-hmm Although, yes, there are some that just like, but that's not children. They're adults. Anyway, so. Uh Uh-oh. We started at the same time. You go first. I had a question. Go ahead. That's going to start a spiral. Oh, no. Do you have something you wanted to say first? No, go ahead. In the last 20, 
three years that we've been married. Took you that long to figure it out? I had to think a minute. It's, it's 2023. It's late. And we got married in 2020. It's late. I had to think. Okay. In the last 23 years, we've got ma- we've been that we've that been we've together. Got ma- it took us 23 years to get married. Yep, <laughs> that we've been married. Um, what was one of the toughest experiences that you can remember about being interracial and in public? Can you think of one? Just a lot of times when being around your family, um, especially the like the first few times and at how there was like people of color will know what I'm talking about where you can tell when somebody just doesn't like you for you and then somebody just doesn't like you because you're the wrong color or the wrong shade and you you grow up knowing the difference because you have to Mm -hmm. we don't get a reprieve from oh well you're fine now so I would say when we would when I first got around your family, it was almost like there was a collective gasp. Like not everybody knew that I was not white. Mm-hmm. And there would be times when we would go out to the restaurants and some people would look in curiosity and then some people would stare like, Oh my god, there's a black woman with a bunch of white people. No, I don't consider myself 100% black, but I know what people see, and they see brown, so they just assume I'm black instead of asking. But, um, and so those are kind of what I feel, is that an uncomfortableness that it came about when I first met your family. Otherwise, yeah. um... I haven't really felt like there was much. I mean, there was times when I would say that, oh, well, my husband's white. And you can kind of tell, like, some black people would be like, mm, really? Like, oh, how could you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely noticed the awkwardness in my family. And my family is, well, that's the way they are. I'm not going to go into that much more for much further than that, but I never noticed a lot of major things out in public aside from family. Yeah, I've noticed a few looks here and there, but never anything major by any stretch. No, and it's not always you know a major mm-hmm. thing. It's just a lot of times it's like those microaggressions that they but, call, uh, where it's just those subtle things yeah. where you learn to pick up on them as a form of self-preservation being a person um, who looks different from everyone else. But I've gotten some strange questions, like starting a new job, and they learned about you, mm-hmm. Dory, and that you weren't who else white. Is there? And um, You have making, another wife? No, making sure they knew I was talking to you and not them. So uh, His other wife about, must be black, too. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. After they <laughs> found out that we were a mixed race couple, they would ask me little odd questions like, what's it like? Do you get a lot of looks? Do people say things to you? Does she talk normal? Stupid stuff. The microaggression type things that Dory mentioned. Yeah, uh, that's the one that always gets me. You speak so well and elegantly 
where are you from? America. No, 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 really. Where are you from? I hate to break it to some of you, but there are black people and people of color of mixed race that actually know how to string a sentence together correctly and don't go home and talk Ebonics or whatever stupid ass mother freaking slang that's supposedly related to only that race. Um, I grew up speaking proper English. My mom would have beaten my ass. She would still beat my ass now if I, you know, misspoke and didn't speak correctly. Me and a couple of her friends say she's whiter than any white person we know. Yeah, which is in and of itself <laughs> kind of a it's microaggressive. A but I understand it's a joke from you. Mm-hmm. And, but, and the reason why I say it is a microaggression is because I want people out there to understand that, yes, it is, but at the same time, I can take a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not meant in the way of you're too white. You know, how could you deny your black sisters and brothers their right because you speak too white or whatever? Mm -hmm. And it's not that, it's just, I was taught to speak proper. If you don't wanna speak proper, that's on you. That's not my fault. That has nothing to do with me. And if you speak proper, cool, whatever. That's again, your choice. But that doesn't lessen who I am just because I choose to speak properly. That doesn't make me any whiter or any blacker than anyone else just because I don't speak Ebonics or whatever slang term it is called now. Um, and, and I'm not trying to disparage those that speak that way. If that's what you want, fine. Um, but you have to understand it from my point of view too, where I get, I've been ostracized from some black people because I don't speak like that. I've been told you're too white. And I don't think that's fair to me either. I agree. And I have been the victim of colorization uh, or whatever, where I have been accused of being too light not black enough and I'm not quite sure why you know no, I'm not I don't know the why of any of it it's no, all kind it, of stupid it is kind of stupid and part of me believes that racism not only stems from irrationality but it also comes from an envy you know that's what I want and because I don't have it I'm going to tear down anybody who has it. And, you know, it may be a strange theory to say that, but when you think about it, there are people all over the place that are frying their hair left and right to get curls Mm -hmm. that some of us are naturally born with. Um, And then there are people... And then there's people like you spending hundreds of dollars to get rid of those curls. Well, because (laughs) I have to fit in society. Yeah, I know. I don't, you know, it's not quite the same for me because I have to fit in. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, they can wear locks, they can wear butterfly locks and all those different hairstyles because they're white and it's okay. But when a person of color wears them, it's not okay, it's unprofessional. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to live up to European standards, whereas, you know, they don't yep. have to worry about that. And so, yes, I spend hundreds of dollars to straighten it, but it's not because I don't like my curls. It's because I just don't want to deal with them now. It used to be because I needed to fit in. Now it's just I like my hair the way it is, the way I style it. It's my hair. And you have a lot of hair. Yes, and I have a very, very, very thick head of hair that I have been told is, oh, my God, it is so thick. How do you deal with it? Mm -hmm. So I deal with it the best way I can, and that means I have to straighten it. Um, But, you know... I've also gotten the, why doesn't your hair do X, Y, and Z? Well, because I'm not you. (laughs) You know, what my hair, or I just didn't want to tease my hair. You know, I I got that a lot. Why don't you have bangs up to the sky? I hated that look in the 80s and the 90s. I didn't think it was attractive then. Maybe I was polite and said, oh, it looks good, but it didn't. No offense to you people that love your bangs high as the sky but it's not attractive in my mind it is not a good haircut nope i never thought it was good looking kind of like a mullet nope 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 just nope (laughs) nope and there i'm sure you know ways that i would style my hair that you wouldn't like and that's fine because that's your head not mine i shouldn't have to live up to your standards of what you can do with your hair or want to do with your hair. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for the listeners mm-hmm. and you, but mm-hmm. coming into our relationship and our marriage and being with her family and stuff like that and coming from the family I came from, I admit I was kind of ignorant to a lot of things when it comes to race and all the different facets of what it's like. I was very ignorant to that. Still kind of am, but I've learned a lot. And And, you're still learning. And I guess my question that I preface this with is, what are the things that you, if you've experienced it, have helped you kind of learn and get through that and make it right or to learn it and... Um, just kind of how how can you help or how have you helped yourself? Well, part of it is, you know, understanding your limitations of knowledge. You know, the first part is admitting, you know, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows everything. I mean, I didn't grow up around people of color, other people of color much. There was like every state I lived in, and I've lived in quite a few, I either was around like two or three Asians and one other black, if I was lucky. Um, when I, by the time I graduated high school, the only other people that were of color was like three Asians, four of us um, blackish kids, and that was it. Seven people out of the entire 600 plus students of my grade were not white. Pretty sure my high school class was maybe three people that were not white. Right. And so I admit that there there are things about racism and such that I need to learn Mm -hmm. myself, you know, so that I can be a better ally to other blacks, other Asians, other Hispanics, etc. 
And part of it is not only admitting that you have limited knowledge, but going out and looking for it yourself. Don't put the onus on the, not victim, but the person who has to endure the constant daily barrage of either a microaggression or just an outright, oh my God, you're an N-word or whatever god-awful term somebody might throw at you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen to the people. Don't necessarily say, well, as a person other than that color, don't throw your hat in the ring and say, well, I understand because when I was a kid, I got mocked by this. And... Bullying is shit, no matter who it is and who it's against. It's just, it's the dumbest thing ever, I believe. But being bullied and facing facing racism is totally different, I think. I I could be wrong. I can't comment because I did not go through that. No, but you went through bullying. So you understand being ostracized to an extent. But... You know, where it differs is is that you can still blend in somewhere. You know, you can, once you're away from Mm. the bullying, you're still accepted Mm. somehow, somewhere, because your skin is the quote-unquote proper color. Whereas the rest of us who are of a color or, you know, have some sort of facial feature that's exotic, quote-unquote, we can't... (laughs) You know, just blend in. We can't bleach our skin to white. Or, you know, all of a sudden make our eyes go from our almond shape or heavy-lidded to big-ass round eyes type of thing that apparently everybody thinks an American has. Which we don't all have, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, we can't change what we look like easily. We can't blend in with the others. And, you know... It makes it kind of harder. And that's where it changes from being bullying to worse, and which mm-hmm. is racism. And like I said, it's just an irrational, idiotic, ignorant, festering disease of the mind. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you can't help it. You can. You can work to better yourself. Or you can just... St- purposely stay ignorant and be an asshole and have to be reminded constantly you can't say things like that anymore it's not okay it never was okay although i admit that there are certain things that were hysterical but not everything of course but there it's not okay to make fun of somebody's looks we can't help it right you know and then there's people out there who come home from the beach looking like bacon so that they can have the shade I have, mm-hmm. you know, that comes naturally. And it just makes you wonder, is it is envy a part of it, too? Because I don't want to look like bacon. Have, and what I mean, for those who don't, under, who don't understand, if you've ever seen, there's something about Mary, there's a scene in there where there's a woman who has been to the beach way, way too often. And her skin looks like cooked bacon after it's freshly been flipped on the skillet. 
Yep. Brown, wrinkly, and kind of shiny. Yep. And it's just, ew. <clears throat> By the way, we did see an actual bacon person um, when we took our daughter Noah to the beach when she was about two years old. Yep. I didn't think they existed, but I was so wrong. <laughs> yep. And, you know, PSA, people don't go out looking like bacon. Don't try to look like bacon. You know, it's good on a plate, but it's not good on the face or the skin. Save yourselves. Do not get skin cancer just to look like us. Okay, end of PSA. Anyway, (laughs) so, like, what have you felt when being with me, you know? When those people ask you, well, does she go home and talk Ebonics or how does she talk and... You know, all of those stupid, idiotic questions that, you know, could have easily been looked up. Or maybe you could have given the benefit of the doubt and assumed that we weren't well, ridiculous. You can't look up how you talk. That's not I'm on the not internet. that part. Some things can be looked up, but I just mean, give us the benefit of the doubt that we know how to speak. Don't assume that, oh, they're black, they must talk. Um, like crap Mm -hmm. behind closed doors that's what I mean but go ahead answer my question I didn't really know how to answer the question because it seemed kind of like a stupid question Um, a lot of times I agree that it's just like you're so taken aback that you can't answer at the time so I would just kind of say no or whatever the right answer was if they asked if we got a lot of strange looks or anything, I would just tell them the truth and explain it just because clearly they don't know any different. Okay. They're just, they haven't been in the situation, so it's it's new. So I would just explain that sometimes we did. And, and I can understand whatever. the curiosity. I mean, I, I'm curious at times at how, you know, certain dynamics are between, say, a black person and an Asian person, or a Jewish person and a Muslim person. Mm -hmm. You know, how do those dynamics play out? How do they work? You know, what are their children ending up looking like? And I love being curious about the different features that come about from all the different mixtures. So I get being curious, but there's ways to ask without, you know, coming off as a complete and utter dickhead. Yeah. I agree, there are, but coming from where I come from, I... Which is the Midwest. I hate to say say it like this, but I get it. Yeah. When you don't know any different, you don't know... Any different? How to ask. You don't know what you don't know, so... If I want to know what it's like, I'm just going to ask what I'm thinking would happen. Does that happen? I mean, that's just kind of... What we do when you grow up in in white land. I mean, I went to Catholic parochial school my whole life. It's a lot of white people there. And for obvious reasons. So that's kind of how I grew up, what I grew up with. And I agree. If I was on the other end, I wouldn't understand it. I probably wouldn't ask because I'm too chicken shit and I'd be afraid (laughs) they would hurt me for asking. But... I can understand why they ask and why they don't know. 
and why they may not necessarily know the right question or the right way to ask the question. And sometimes when you're with the person in the moment, you just talk before you think, oh, I can look that up and not ask. Sometimes you just talk before you say something. I've done that many times in other situations that aren't necessarily detrimental or insulting in any way. But sometimes you just ask as it comes to your mind. You go stupid. Yeah. I'm not saying anything that was asked is right necessarily, but I, and I'm not vouching for... Asking the stupid. Asking the stupid, yeah. (laughs) But I can see it. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I get some of the questions. Not, can I touch your hair? I don't understand that question. Why the fuck do you need to touch my hair? Just because it's different doesn't doesn't mean you need to touch my damn hair. And, you know, to an extent, I get the curiosity, but at the same time, like, okay, I am guilty of touching spiral curls. I would go to all of my female friends, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, and if they had spiral curls, I would go boingy without their permission. And that means I would pull their hair gently, didn't yank it out their head, but I would pull their head gently, let it go and say boingy, okay? Mm-hmm. I, was, I will admit that. But it's not because their texture was different or anything. I'm just obsessed with curls. I like curls. I think they're cute. I just don't like wearing them on my head because they're impossible to take care of on my head. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't do it because, oh my God, there's a person with different hair. Let me go touch and, and make them feel lesser than because I need to feel more superior. No, that's not why I'm doing it. I just like curls. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do that because they want to make you feel bad for what you have. And, you know, I can't help what I have any more than you can help what you have. You want to fry your hair? Go ahead, fry your head. Um, and, you know, get the boingy curls that you want, whatever. But you don't need to touch my hair to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to what you're talking about. Men don't go around touching each other's hair. No, they? not that. But <laughs> as far as hair is concerned, yes, for you it's different. I get it. Don't equate this to what you're talking about. But I was always made fun of and bullied any time I would get a haircut. And I do not have crazy hairdos or anything. I no. have the most boring, stupidest haircut ever. And I, I can test with that. And that's for that reason, because of how often I was bullied. So, Which I don't understand. It's awful being bullied for your hair. Mm-hmm. Because it's something so easy to change and something that sometimes makes you feel better as a person when you change it. But yet you go out and all of a sudden everyone's telling you, oh, you look so stupid or it looks whatever. It looks so gay is a lot of the, what I get. That yeah. I don't know. There is and no gay haircuts. I know. So uh, it's it's an awful, awful feeling. Never make some fun of someone for their hair. Uh, no, don't make some fun no of somebody. No matter their race. Yeah, no matter their race, don't touch their hair. Unless you know them personally and you have a friendship with them or if, a romance with them. If they have a stray cowlick, you can mention it. And yeah, be like, you might want to brush that down a little, but that's it. Don't make fun of people for their hair, no matter how stupid it is. Yeah. It's not your fucking head. Right. And even if it does look stupid, 
be honest. Say, you know, I don't really like your hair because it looks stupid on you. But. You don't need to say because it looks stupid on you. Okay, you don't have to say. Just say, I'm not a fan. (laughs) But it's your damn head, so do what you want. If, If it's what makes you happy, then do it. You know, regardless of what anybody might say. A true, I'm just talking about a true friend, though. Or a true family member mm-hmm. would say, mm, that wasn't the best haircut for you, was it? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between that and the people that bullied you say, oh my God, your hair is so gay, which is the dumbest thing to say. <laughs> because yeah. what is a gay haircut anyway? Truthfully, I have seen gay men. Well, back in the 90s, everything was either gay or retarded. Another word I hate. Yep. And gay late, means late happy. 80s or early 90s, mid 90s, that yeah. time frame. And it, which was stupid, you know. Yes, it was ridiculous. There were haircuts and hairstyles and clothing, like the preppy look. That was really stupid and god awful, or the hair, like I mentioned earlier, up to the sky. With you know the bangs half up half down, kind of crap, and it is crap, <laughs> and it's just even if you hate it, why do you have to make some make somebody feel crappy for it? Mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna have an episode about bullying and this sort of thing. Yes, we are later. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that, um, our experiences and. Mine That'll might, be a tough one for me. Yeah, it'll be a tough. It, it'll be a tough one for everybody, and mine might be a little bit more about the microaggressions, more so, but it's still a form of bullying. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm gonna kind of delve a little bit more about how I was mocked for my hair mm-hmm. growing up, and how it also played a part in how I approach how I want to wear my hair. And not a black versus white thing so much as it was just, I felt that my hair didn't do what the white kids did, so there was something wrong with it. And to an extent, they kind of made me feel like there was something wrong with it. And I don't know if it was necessarily on purpose, but it made me feel bad. At least your hair wasn't gay. It probably was. (laughs) I mean... I'm sure I've had gay hair, and I'm sure I'll have gay hair again. And guess what? That's okay, because we have a gay daughter who has gay hair, too. There's something seriously wrong with this world. (laughs) Yes, and it's okay to be gay. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It's okay to be black and every other race out there. Right. You just won't look as good as our kids. Don't be (laughs) ignorant. Yes, please. And, you know, all jokes aside, learn. Get out there and learn. Actually talk to somebody different than you and such. And Because if you actually thought about it, if we all got together and stopped saying, but it's the other that's getting hurt, not us, you'd realize that eventually they do come for you. Yeah. Um, and if we banded together, we could maybe end it all. And finally, you know, get to a point where we're all able to pursue to have the pursuit of liberty I'm and not justice sure you could completely ever end it all no 
but I think we could get, get over a, a bigger better, hump. Yeah, you can get to a much better state, for sure. Instead of constantly having to worry about them repealing votes and different laws that makes it okay for interracial marriage mm-hmm. or okay for integrated schools and all that shit. You know, come on, America. We're in the 21st century. Let's move on. Let's just live, find a way to live in harmony. And if you don't want to live in harmony with us, go find a deserted island, move there, and leave the rest of the (laughs) If you don't want to live in harmony, then you go. We ain't going. No, we aren't. Because this is my home. Mm -hmm. If you want it to be 100% white, go fuck yourself, go find somewhere else to go. You leave. Yep. So, as we conclude here, I want to say, as always, we accept comments. We want to hear what you have to think. Mm-hmm. Please let us know. However, be respectful. Yes, We please. will not put up with any bullshit in the comments. I will delete them immediately. I will not reply to them. Be respectful. You can say your opinion respectfully. And if you're racist or whatever, please just leave us alone. But if you have opinions or you disagree with what we've said, let us know. That's fine. We have no problem with that. We have no problem with a good discourse. But yeah, if you're just going to come on here and say, oh my God, she's black, go back to Nigeria. Well, guess what? I have family members that were born here probably long before many of you were. So I am more American than many. Um, I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. Yep. And I will protect her as a little white boy. <laughs> but please leave your comments be respectful and be respectful and, of each other yes be respectful to everyone even outside of this podcast mm-hmm. let's come together kumbaya everyone kumbaya, kumbaya. <laughs> please don't sing kumbaya I hate no. that song <laughs> and as always follow us on social media again you can talk to us there you can leave your comments there yeah and if you've experienced a form of bullying or a microaggression or a racist incident or you saw somebody and you didn't know how to necessarily help you know give us a shout out maybe we can help you figure out what to do from there how to make it better Mm -hmm. um and how to understand that it's not your fault it's the racists fault it's their problem not yours yep and if you're a child and you're struggling Please talk to somebody. Yes. If you're depressed and struggling, talk to somebody. Find a way to get help. Yeah. It's worth it. Trust me. I've, we've both been there. Yes. And we both know how hard it is, but find a way to get help. It's worth it. Life can be difficult, but... It'll kick you when you're down, and it'll kick you to keep you down, but, you know, sometimes it actually does get better. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I found you, didn't I? Aww. Aww. <laughs> all right, now that we've thoroughly made you all want to puke. <laughs> so, next episode will be another one. We don't know what it's going to be. It's always a surprise. There yeah. will be one about bullying sometime. Probably not next week, though. We'll and go back to a silly episode. Yeah, we'll talk about one. depression, silly, anxiety. We don't want to be too serious children. too much. No. So stick around, leave your comments, leave us a five-star rating. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a good night. Love y'all.